Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the company's brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Learn more at businessofcannabis.ca. Our guest today is Tanner Stewart of Stewart Farms. He is leading a group in New Brunswick to call for a consultation about how the province plans to transfer the cannabis retail monopoly to a private company. Tanner Stewart from Stewart Farms, thanks for making time. Thanks for having me, Jay. Um, in the past year, we have talked about a lot of things. We have talked about bath bombs, which I see over your shoulder. We've yeah. talked about the tech in which you run. We've talked about you guys getting your license just uh, under a year ago now. Mm -hmm. um, that's not what we're going to talk about today. Is that okay? Well, what we're <laughs> going to talk about today is a lot less fun and far more important uh, than a lot of those things. Yeah, so. I mean, we may need a bath bomb afterwards to calm ourselves down. <laughs> um, uh, let me give a little bit of sort of background and then I'll hand it over to you. Um, New Brunswick has a provincial um, retail store, Cannabis New Brunswick. They were ready to open far before the rest of Canada was. We were there in uh, summer of 2018. The stores were ready, the stores were built, the stores were gunning, just waiting for the federal government to, to sort of flip the switch. Um, there were a few sort of rough year and a half, like everybody opening up, right, mm -hmm. of sort of uh, net loss, uh, which has now turned to net profit for the province. Um, in the midst of that, there was a movement to privatize uh, cannabis retail in New Brunswick. How am I doing so far? You're doing very good. Um, <laughs> I mean, arguably, Cannabis NB today is among, if not, one of the most profitable cannabis retailers in the entire country. I believe it. And, and it's different. And, and we, we spent a lot of time obviously talking about Ontario, which has uh, Ontario cannabis store, which is not what cannabis New Brunswick is. Ontario cannabis store is the wholesaler selling to private retail has a monopoly on delivery. There's a whole, those are all the differences. Uh, there, there are more differences, but in New Brunswick, there are re they are the retailer, they are the wholesale, there is no wholesaler, uh, you know, licensed producers sell directly into Cannabis New Brunswick, correct? Yeah, yeah, they're the, they're the, they're the whole thing. Um, so, so what we have right now is a crown corporate monopoly uh, in our province, identical to Liquor Envy, right, which is also a crown corporately owned monopoly. Uh, but what we're talking about here today, Jay, is not privatization of Cannabis NB, uh, which honestly, uh, I couldn't find anybody in the industry that would not be on board with that. What we're talking about is the transfer of a crown corporately owned monopoly to a foreign corporately owned private monopoly. So, so the, the narrative in the media, which uh, which I've only am only now realizing in this past week, two weeks, to the New Brunswick citizens and the New Brunswick public, is that the government was intending to privatize cannabis NB, when when in fact uh, the narrative is you know they've been looking at selling and creating a private monopoly uh, for over a year now and and. Uh, no version of that is, is going to be good for the long term of New Brunswick. What we're talking about is taking New Brunswick from what in the earliest days was an absolute leading position in the country 
leading the charge in a lot of ways in the recreational cannabis space, health and safety wise, uh, the whole the whole shebang, uh, to actually placing us firmly and permanently uh, on the rear end of this whole industry across the country. We're gonna we're gonna be you know second hindquarter behind Ontario, Quebec, BC, you name it, every other province in Canada, if we create this privately owned monopoly with a company not based in New Brunswick uh, for them to uh, vacuum immense future revenues out of this province and basically eliminate the opportunity for local New Brunswick entrepreneurs to participate in this industry that should be ours. So it's not so much a privatization as a just swapping monopolies for something that's actually not based in New Brunswick. And, and, and to that front, you and, and New Brunswick um, operators, uh, many of them, you're going to tell me how many and, and whom, um, have, have written a letter to the province and, and are doing sort of a, a bit of a media tour talking about this. What are your core, like, tell us about the group, what are the core concerns, and, and what do we hope to accomplish over the coming you know, uh, days, weeks, months on this front? Well, uh, this group is made up of all, basically the entire New Brunswick cannabis industry, uh, including Organigram, Xenobis, Stewart Farms, Golden Peaks, the local craft association as well, uh, signed by Rod Wilson, Lady Jane, uh, Extracts. Um, I'm probably, I'm forgetting a few more. There was almost 10 of us uh, that signed on to it. Um, and then most importantly, the regional chief, Chief Roger Augustine, uh, also signed on to this letter with us, thankfully. And it came together in really about 36 hours. So it was a, uh, an article went out two weeks ago, not last week, but the week before by CBC, basically indicating that the government was very close to making their decision and they were down to a single potential buyer for the industry. And I got to clarify, because I do keep hearing, and this is not wrong, this has been public knowledge, this was tendered out, right, well over a year ago. And, you know, I'm getting some response from some people in and around the government saying, well, why didn't your industry come to us then? And, and my answer is, well, we should have, and I wish we had it, but it would have been very difficult to counter the narrative, which was placed at the very beginning, which would, you know, in business, I mean, every single cannabis retailer in, in the industry and operator has been losing money in their first few years of business. But the narrative that was put forth was, this is a money losing endeavor. We should sell it. We should put it in the hands. And again, this was never correct right from the very beginning. And I think that might be what was, was lost on a lot of us. We're all trying to run businesses here. Like I didn't come back to New Brunswick to, to, to try to push back on an initiative like this from the government. I came here to be part of a vibrant winning industry, right? And, and the narrative from the very beginning was we need to privatize. Well, this is not privatization. This is private monopoly, right? Sold, done right from the very beginning. And, you know, what, who, who could ever imagine that a private monopoly is going to benefit the whole and the entirety of, of, of a province in, in any situation? It's, it's, just, it's just not going to. Um, but anyways, uh, we, ha we have a whole lot of illicit dispensaries in this province. Um, 
we, we also have uh, a series of uh, First Nations entrepreneurs all across this province. Um, and First Nations were not consulted. So in this letter, we've asked the government to halt this decision to consult with the industry, First Nations, and New Brunswick citizens. Had we asked the same question three months ago, Cannabis NB would not have been as profitable. Six months ago, they would have been even less profitable. So, so the timing of this and the urgency, and you know, and, and it may seem like it's in the 11th hour, but, but there would have been no better or appropriate time for us to have something to speak about and point to and say, there's the numbers, right? And, and I would like, you know, if we ran a comparison, and I might do this after we get off the call, I'd like to take a look at the landscape of cannabis retailers across Canada and see how many of them have a $14 million net profit on their books this year. Right? Very few. Very few, I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, I, I think it is exactly what you said sort of up top. It's like Cannabis New Brunswick, there was a push to privatize because they were losing lots of money in the early days. But I think from your perspective and what was expected was not, we're gonna hand this monopoly over to some other monopoly that doesn't have the um, sort of societal benefits of New Brunswick on 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 top of its you know uh, uh, on top of mind, and the mm -hmm. idea is that it that that a privatization doesn't need to be just that. It could be you know there doesn't need to be one one operator. There could be many. They could be based in New Brunswick. They could have responsibility for New Brunswick folks as well. And I think that is is a point well taken. You know whether it's perceived as eleventh hour or not, the dynamic shifts so rapidly in the cannabis industry even as it relates to Cannabis New Brunswick, where the situation where this process started and where it is today are entirely different. And, and, and entirely different. And, and here's my point. Out of all seven or eight buyers that, have, that were on that tender list, if the New Brunswick government, this government, the Higgs government has, has an opportunity, this is their shot, right? You know, us as an industry, and part of that letter as well, is we're here to support them, right? We're not. This isn't. This isn't coming from a, uh, a, a you know, a, it's far from a purely economically driven request. It's 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 for the good of the province, right? And we, the industry and First Nations, can support this government in helping New Brunswick become a leader again. We just lost a year. We just lost a whole year in the recreational cannabis space of advancing this market because of this, this idea to send it, sell to a monopoly. They, they, the cannabis NB staff have been frozen in time. They couldn't add another store. They couldn't advance, right? We've already, we've already lost massive ground. While 30 stores a week are, are opening in Ontario, our neighbor next door, and full privatization if they do that, those eight bidders on that list can still come here. If right. all of them, in fact, every one of them can come here, not just one, we can have eight of them rush in. Because if they want to do business in this province, well, I'll spill my coffee. If they want to do business so bad uh, in this province, they will come here regardless. But at the same time, our First Nations, our, 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 our NB citizenship in general and entrepreneurs can also participate that'll give us retailers in this province and micro cultivators maybe farm gate can happen right it'll give us all the opportunity in the world to fuel the rule 
economic growth of this province, and it's already doing that. I mean, you look at Zenibus and you look at you look at uh, Organogram. Well, you know, there's about 700 employees right there between those two companies, and Zenibus. Uh, you know, Organogram is, is in Moncton, right? One of our one of our larger cities here in the province. And Zenibus, and we'll, I'll use myself as an example, Spur Farms, we're kind of kitty corner, we're, we're cross corner. Zenibus is about as far north as you can get in, in this place called Athelville. We're about as far south as you can get in this small community called St. Stephen, New Brunswick. So we're able to locate these businesses in these rural areas and still potentially succeed. But these rural areas, they need some more retail, they need some more maybe cannabis cafes, they need tourism. Um, we also need health and safety. So is a private monopoly buyer going to address the uh, illicit market and, and allow mass licensing outside of themselves? Because that's how you do it. You're, see, you're gonna see it in Ontario, you're seeing it in Alberta. The, if there's a very viable legal path for people to participate and it's open to everyone, the majority of people will choose to do it legally because they have a path to do it legally, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, Tanner, it's always good to talk to you, whether it's about your things you're doing, whether it's about technology or about, uh, let's say, public policy and path forward around regulations around retail in New Brunswick. And while it may not be a job for Superman, which I'm reading your sign, it is a job for uh, Tanner Stewart. So uh, we do appreciate you talking. We will post the letters you're talking about, how to get in touch, how to support what you guys are doing uh, as this goes on our website. So we appreciate your time as always. And uh, thank you for the work you're doing in New Brunswick. And we look forward to connecting with you down the road. Good luck, man. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on B of C Live today. We're able to do what we do thanks to our ongoing partners, including Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, Headset, Gallagher, and Torque and Maine.